Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20 Quartermist. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, David Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. How's everybody doing out there today? It is Wednesday, 5-10-2-3. Trying to figure out what's going on here. My sound sounds a little weird. Here we go. All right. Let's let some music play here for a second so I can get situated. All right. Let's get busy. Got a lot of work to do in a short time to do it. What was that? Uh, Smokey and the Bandit, right? Got a long ways to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound and run old rat. No, rat, it's not rabbit. Smoke, not bandit, bandit, it's bandit. No, I'm sorry. All right, guys, here we go. Let's get our other sponsor out of the way real quick. Our other sponsors, Christian Lawson Watches. Check them out at christianlawson.com. Use promo code DTOM at checkout and get 30% off your purchase price. Uh, ladies, don't forget Father's Day is right around the corner. Check them out. Christian Lawson, plenty of men's watches to choose from. Use DTOM at checkout for 30% off. All right. And uh, some other business, guys. If you're on social media, follow us at Don't Tread on America on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. And uh, on the Twitter machine, DTOM underscore 1775. If you want to follow me, it's PCGC underscore 1775. From each of those entities, you can message the show directly i will check those and i will either tell you to piss off or you know cool <laughs> if you're not on social media that's fine too you can follow us at don't america.com from there you can subscribe to the website i won't spam you you won't get a bunch of crap um but you can message the show any ideas any concerns any things going on in your area no matter what part of the world you are in you send me something juicy enough i'll probably talk about it all right, we've got a little bit of stuff to talk about today. I don't know how long we'll go. We might hit an hour. Might hit an hour and a half. No, shouldn't be more than an hour, so here we go. 
So I guess I guess it's, guess it's time. The Biden shit is about to hit the fan. And I, and I don't mean that he just shit his pants. I mean, he probably did. But, I mean, legitimately, the, the shit's about to hit the fan. So breaking this happened today. Uh, Representative James Comer from Kentucky reveals that the Biden family collected millions of dollars from foreign connections during his time as vice president. So I'm going to go ahead and play this news clip. And this is Rep. James Comer talking right here. Instead of being with, honest with the American people, President Biden has claimed since the 2020 election that his family has not received money from China. That was a lie in 2020, and he continues to lie to the American people now. The Bidens have received millions of dollars from China. It is inconceivable that the president did not know it. The White House refuses to correct the president's statements, showing the president is now using the federal government to run interference for his families and his own role in these schemes. So that was Comer. Uh, says here, VP Biden and Hunter received over $1 million from Romanian national during the Obama administration. Bank records show that the Biden family, their associates, and their companies received over $10 million from foreign nationals and their companies. Comer also found that $16 million in wire transfers were made over six months to, to five different banks held by Hunter. Comer says the FBI bribery allegations are consistent with these findings. Now, here is Representative Jordan from Ohio, and uh, this is what he had to say about the situation. Suspicious activity reports. The, the key word in that phrase is the word suspicious. There are 170 of those reports, many of them put together by the Treasury Department of our government in the Obama-Biden administration. So 170 of those that the committee has reviewed, thousands of pages of bank records the committee has reviewed, and that has told us that there are now multiple as Mr. Donalds just said, multiple LLCs receiving money from foreign entities and paying that money out to multiple members of the Biden family. And the fundamental question is the one Byron just raised. For what? What did they do? What was the business? What service did they provide? What value did they add? What did they do to warrant receipt of the money? That is the fundamental question, and no one seems to have an answer to that fundamental question. But Mr. Comer, Chairman Comer, and the team that's what we're looking into, trying to get. And I would just say this, too. Why not just come clean? Why not just be honest with us? Why not tell us the truth? But I would tell you this. I think it's a pattern with this administration. They haven't been square with us, straight with us, straight with the American people about anything. They, told, they tell us the border is secure. We know it isn't. They tell us our debt ceiling bill is going to hurt veterans. No, it doesn't. Joe Biden said during the campaign that the letter from 51 former intel officials when he used it in the debate, he portrayed it as if it was organic. And we now know through another investigation that we're all working on that, in fact, it was coordinated. That letter from 51 former intel officials was coordinated with the Biden campaign. So much so the Biden campaign told Mike Morrell, here's the journalist. We want you to have uh, the story to the letter to first. Why not just be straight with us? Why not come clean? Why not tell us the truth? Tell the American people the truth. They deserve that from their government. Again, the fundamental question is, what did they do to warrant the receipt of millions and millions of dollars? Why did, why did Joe Biden's brother, why did Joe Biden's sister-in-law, why did Joe Biden's son, why did so many family members get the money? What did they do to, re to warrant receipt of that money? That's the fun. 
So we got it. Uh, I should have stopped it a few seconds ago. He's almost as bad as me. You know, keep on talking about the same shit there, Jim. No. <clears throat> so I think the biggest question here is, why now? This is stuff that we knew. We knew about this two years ago. Th three years ago. Right? You know, they brought it up. Trump brought it up during the um, debates. And it was a Russian, a Russian hoax. It was a Russian propaganda, whatever. The, you know, Twitter at the time blocked the New York Post from reporting on this. They had the story in 2020 about the Russian, about the laptop, about Hunter Biden. So why now? So I'm going to read this real quick and then I'll get into the situation. I'm going to try and skim through this article because it's going to be a lot about what they just said. So House Republicans on Wednesday morning unveiled new bank records showing the Biden family has profited from a corrupt foreign influence scheme since Joe Biden's time as vice president. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer announced the alarming new findings. We just played that clip. I'm not going to play it again. Uh, you heard what he said. Let me scroll past this. Bank records show the Biden family, their associates, and their companies received over $10 million from foreign nationals. Chinese nationals affiliated with the Bidens created limited liability companies in the United States and then, in a short period of time, transferred their interest to a Chinese company that sent money to the Bidens. This is not normal. Hunter Biden and his associates courted businesses in countries that correlated directly with Joe Biden's work as vice president. So, we know... That Hunter Biden's a moron, right? We we figured this one out before the laptop, but we figured it out especially when the laptop, you know, fucking underage hookers, overage hookers, middle age hookers, snorting cocaine, doing crack, you know, the shit that he put on his personal computer and then conveniently enough forgot about it. Uh, you know, purchasing guns with a felony, then stashing the gun or the 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 dead brothers widowed wife that was fucking Hunter hid the gun or something. I mean, it's the whole family is fucked in the head. I'm sorry. Excuse my French, but I, if that is French, it could be Persian. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> we knew this. We know that Hunter's an idiot. We've been asking the question for how long? Three years. What did Hunter do to warrant these kind of paychecks other than having the last name Biden. Now we in America don't think of the vice presidency much, right? When whoever the president is, whoever the vice president is, we, that person is kind of like a throw throwaway character. You know what I'm saying? In, in most, uh, <laughs> most times, or I should say in recent times, really, your vice president didn't amount to much. You know, I mean, with the exception of Biden, Bush was the last vice president to become president. And and really, that was just because Ronald Reagan was so popular. I think Bush just carried over, essentially. Um, Biden, I, I said this back in 2016, that realistically, he probably should have ran versus, instead of Hillary, probably would have beaten Trump. Um, I'm not 
saying I wish he would have. I'm just saying. Um, but in other countries, the vice president holds a lot of influence. Like I, and I think Chinese companies, the country itself, Romania, obviously Ukraine, these different countries felt that they could influence something by having the vice president, you know, in their back pocket, so to speak. But now you have to ask the question, why now? So Biden, what, two, what, two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, renounced, announced his, renounced, announced his reelection bid for reelection, I should say. Now, this is a person, this is a president uh, that is polling at 36% of Democratic voters that will, would re-vote for him. So, of the 81 million people, allegedly, that voted for this man, right, 36% said, yeah, we'll vote for him again. So, what does that take it down to, like, 26, 27 million votes, essentially? And there's a lot of people that said when, when um, you know, back during the last uh, election, if that Hunter Biden stuff had made it out that there was a good chance that we he would have he, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> there's a lot of people that said they wouldn't have voted for Biden back in in 2020 had they known about the rush the Russia about the uh, about the uh, Hunter Biden stuff and you have to ask the question you know what? Uh, what happened there? Why is this gonna play? There we go. Some background noise. I want to have some music playing here. So if if we know for a fact that he would have lost twenty, thirty, forty percent of the vote back in twenty twenty because of this. Now it's even worse, and that was just because of the laptop situation. In the meantime, now, he's been president for a little over two years, right? The economy sucks. Inflation's out of control. You know, people can't afford to, to live. You know, all unemployment's in good shape, and people are working again. Okay, people went back to work. Finally, I'm finally glad to see that people are actually starting to report on the fact that he hasn't really created any jobs. It's just people returning to work. Welcome to the conversation, guys. I've been saying that for fucking two years. But nonetheless, I want to meet the 36% that said they still vote for this dude. Either these guys have more money than they even know what to do with, so they're not affected by going to the grocery store or filling the tank up with gas. Or it's a bullshit poll. And here's where your problem lies. And I think this is why we're seeing... The, the hammer, the proverbial hammer starting to, to swing. And I talked about this a while back when all this was supposed to start coming down the pipe that I think, I think this is coming about to either get him to not run for re-election or they're going to try and convict, at least convict Hunter prior to his term, prior to Biden's term being over because it would be a situation like this. Behind closed doors. Okay, here's the deal. You don't run for re-election. 
or you stand a chance of getting um, impeached. Now you get on Twitter and see, oh, well, the Democrats never vote for that. Maybe they would because I don't think he's part of the plan. I don't think he's part of the new plan. I think he's served his purpose as far as the powers that that be, that he's served his purpose. The Democratic Party has their eyes set on uh, Gavin Newsom. As bad as that sounds, I think I'd rather have Biden. But nonetheless, you have a dark horse candidate right here. He just he just announced two weeks ago, and that's Robert Kennedy Jr., right? Now you think, okay, well, he's so conspiracy, conspiracy theory type. He's anti-vax. He's this. He's that. He's polling at 20%. Now, just entering the race, if he can start getting some traction and get his his message out there, I'm not saying he would win. And um, but I, I honestly can see now. Gavin Newsom hasn't obviously said that he was running. Um, he's kind of in the camp of DeSantis, touring the nation, but not really declaring yet. I don't know why, but nonetheless. I think you'll see the Democrats come out behind closed doors to Biden and say, look, you're going to get impeached unless you step aside. I'm not saying you got to quit. He's probably going to re- run out his term because even him running out his terms better than fucking camel toe being in, in office. God only help us then. But uh, if you have um, a situation where here's the deal, we're going to convict your son. You're still president. You can pardon him before you leave office. You're not going to run again, and you're done. You just drift off into the sunset. And then they try and put whoever, Newsom. I I don't think the Democrats want RFKJ in there either. So I would assume Newsom is their their person. It's going to take Biden to come out and say, I'm not running again. If that happens anytime in the next few months, then know the fix is in as far as him being impeached or not being impeached. Now, I could also see if the Republicans push this thing through and it gets to a point where they call for impeachment hearings, you could be surprised with that situation. In all honesty, you really could be surprised. But... I just think it's interesting that we've been talking about this Hunter situation and the money for years now. It doesn't seem like it's been that long, but it's literally been almost three years, two and a half years, because you figure it was, what, September of 20? So you're talking almost two and a half years that we've been talking about this? And now, (laughs) now it's come to light? You know? I don't know. I think... I think it's coincidental. I think this is something that should have been talked about in 2020 before the election. And maybe Trump would still be president. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, in all honesty, I think the economy was going to do what it was going to do, regardless of who the president was. Um, I think the difference between Trump and Biden would have been the gas situation. I mean, because day one, Biden comes in, we're shutting down the pipeline, and that killed it. Now, that that act alone, no one really wants to talk about this, but that act alone could realistically be responsible, or partially responsible anyway, for inflation. Now, you ask why. Why is that question? 
well, you know, Don, the, the gas doesn't control the pricing at the grocery store. The gas doesn't control the pricing at, you know, Walmart and Target and Walgreens. And actually, it does. <laughs> actually, it does. Here's the deal. Goods just don't appear at the store, right? They just don't magically appear. They're brought there by a truck, whether it's a vendor, a semi-truck, whatever. And then not only do they show up at the store like that, they show up at the respected warehouses. So like Publix or Walmart or Winn-Dixie or Food Lion or whatever your grocery Kroger. You know, the stuff comes from the manufacturer, whoever that is, to the the grocery store's main warehouse. And then it's distributed from there out to its stores, right? Now, you know, whoever makes bounty paper towels, let's say, they ship... You know, a truckload to the warehouse, and then that truckload's divided between, you know, there's a pallet here, or, you know, 20 cases there, 10 cases here, whatever it is, to each store, along with other stuff. That's all done on trucks. It doesn't magically appear. Okay? So if gas is high, those paper towels that were five bucks now are eight bucks because of the gas situation, because it matriculates. You know, the paper good maker cuts down the tree. Those trucks pay more gas. Then it goes to the factory, and the factory makes the tree into paper mesh or whatever it is, and it, then it gets shipped to wherever to be made into paper towels. There's more gas money, and then so on and so forth. And that 25-cent roll of paper towels gets up to 10 bucks now. And that's essentially how it works. Now, I can't tell you that if gas if that pipeline hadn't been closed and gas hadn't spiked and we're paying a buck 50 more now than we were when Trump was in office I'm just speculating it seems right right I mean sounds sounds good to me let's we'll go with that <laughs> but in all honesty gas makes the world go round if you if you pay more gas your 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 shit's going to go up that's just how it is uh, would inflation be better? Yeah, I think it would be. Would it still be up from what it was in nineteen, you know, twenty seventeen, eighteen, nineteen? Probably a little bit, just because of the situation. Inflation was so low, and then during COVID, it was real low because no one was buying anything. And then you had the mad dash, goods, so on and so forth. You guys know the story. I'm not going to sit here and repeat it, but. I think the economy still would have had its troubles if Trump had won again. But obviously, Biden made it worse. So if this is what it takes to get him out of office and get someone in, what else in, whether it's Biden or not Biden, whether it's Trump or DeSantis or whoever, I don't know that RFK is the man for the job. I don't know. I don't know his what his policy is. I know how he feels about the CIA and how he feels about big government. You know, because he believes these people are responsible for his uncle and his dad's death. And I get that. Um, he doesn't trust doctors. He doesn't trust big pharmacy. He doesn't trust a lot of the things that <laughs> we, you know, people that listen to this show, um, you know, we, we might all claim to be Republicans, but we're probably more towards the libertarian side of things. But in all honesty, we <laughs> the stuff we know of of RFKJ, we I, I, we could probably like a little bit, you know. What I'm saying I'm not saying I'm gonna run out and vote for him, but just I'm just I'm just talking here. 
So I think what Robert Kennedy Jr. needs to do is he needs to come out with more poignant policy. Because the things he's talking about now, which I, I'll be honest with you, is, is smart on his behalf. And I think that's probably why he's polling so high. He's talking about a lot of the things that Republicans can get behind, in all honesty. Maybe not Republicans, you know, diehard Republicans as much as your fence sitters. Like people like me, who's a registered Republican, but is more of a libertarian. You see what I'm saying? I'm more of a centrist. Um, so your people that are independent voters or, you know, are an oddball party, Green Party or whatever, you know what I'm saying? They're listening to this guy because the things he's saying right now, they can get on board with. I need to know his tax policy, his government policy, his, you know, he's a lawyer. It's not like he's, I mean, and I'm not even going to knock the fact that he's never ran for office. He's never hold out office. We can't, we can't use that excuse anymore. See Trump, right? But I think Kennedy needs to come out and be a little bit more, if I were president, this is what I would do type thing. He's very much against the shit going on in the down in the border. I mean, he's very much, <laughs> dare I say it, oh, he's an old school Democrat is what he is. He's Democrat technically, yes. But he is, he is his father's son, right? He is his uncle's nephew. He is a Kennedy. Now, when I get to the Kennedy bloodline story... When I do that show, you might say, well, look, he's a Kennedy. Why do we want to vote for this guy? I get it. I also think that's part of the reason why JFK and RFK were killed is because they were branching out from the Kennedy bloodline. They were getting away from the, the family history. I also think that's why JFK Jr. was killed. And so far, the things I hear out of Robert Kennedy Jr.'s mouth, I kind of like. I'm not going to lie to you. But I also think that if history shows us anything about the Kennedys, he probably needs to tread lightly or hopefully he has a good security detail because he's saying a lot of the right things that we like to hear, but they don't. All right. So on the last show I talked about, I was going to kind of touch base on Tucker Carlson. Okay. So we all know that he was... Uh, I, I guess I should say it like this. We we are under the assumption that he was fired from Fox, right? Because we heard the uh, they decided to part ways, right? Well, technically, as of right now, Tucker is still technically employed by Fox News. His show was canceled. Now, in TV talk... Like if you're on a TV show and your TV show gets canceled, you're out of a job. But it's usually a situation where you, the TV show is produced by whoever and sold to, you know, Fox or ABC, NBC, whatever. And uh, if they don't pick it up or they cancel the show, then you're fired. In in this situation, he's got a contract with Fox News that I think runs to like January of 25. Okay, so he's still got <laughs> damn near two years left on his contract. So if he was getting paid, I don't, I think I saw somewhere around 25, 20, 25 million a year. So can they hold on to him and let him know, or, you know, let him not do anything till 2025, which is almost like they're trying to keep him quiet 
until after the election. And that could be the case. And I'm going to get into some things here in a little bit. But you have to ask the question, why did this happen to Tucker? He is their most popular host on TV. At any time of the day, he is their most popular host. He is the face, in all honesty. I mean, I've I've followed Tucker for 20-something years. Okay? He's the face of that network. When he came to Fox and he was on weekends... I, that was I watched every weekend Fox and Friends because he was on there, and the reason I liked him is because he didn't pull any punches. He was a no nonsense guy. When they gave him his own show, he was that much better. But I think, I think he was uh, out kicking his coverage, so to speak. And I think the powers that be, the, the big boys that pay the checks, they don't like that. When you're bigger than they are, they don't like that. And I think between his Tucker Carlson originals and his different stuff that he was doing, he was angering the the powers that be. So say what you want about Fox and CNN and MSNBC. These, they're all the same, okay? You have to depend on the host to steer you in the right direction. And I think Tucker was doing that, but I think he was starting to get reined in. So think back to when McCarthy gave him the January 6th tapes, okay? And uh, it was sometime in March, I don't remember the exact date, but he released the tapes, and it was going to be like a two-day situation. It was going to be like a Monday, I think it was a Monday and a Tuesday. We're going to play these tapes, we're going to go over whatever, and you know that, and we're going to break it down. So I remember, because I watched that Monday, and a lot of that particular episode, that show was about the I can't think of his name, but the um, the Chewbacca man, the the Shaman, whatever he was, I think his last name's Crossley. I'm not sure, but nonetheless, showing him being essentially escorted by the police officers throughout the Capitol, opening doors, holding doors, talking to him. You know, at one point in time, he's talking to like five, six, seven different officers. At one point, you mean those guys couldn't have took him down? Um, and that was so powerful that video coverage that that dude actually got out of jail because of that. And he had already been convicted and everything. The judge overruled it, overturned his sentence because of that show. Then, of course, you had a bunch of crybabies, Schumer, and I think Mitch McConnell crying about this. Because at the end of that show, like I said, I think it was a Monday and a Tuesday. So at the end of that Monday show, he's like, okay, we'll be back tomorrow with more tapes, more January 6th coverage, more tapes, and we're going to show you this, that, and the other thing. Guess what wasn't on that Tuesday? Tucker was on. None of the J6 stuff was there to the point where he didn't even talk about it. He didn't even say, okay, we're not going to do that because, you know, whatever. He just pretend like he never said it. And that kind of pissed me off because knowing Tucker the way he is, so you had to ask the question, what happened? What happened then? Like I said, this was back in March that he just pretended like the January 6th tapes didn't even exist. Like he, like it's almost like he, uh, what J six? What are you talking about? Mm, tapes? I don't know what you're talking about. So you know something happened between that Monday show and that Tuesday show that made him shut up. Essentially, was it a situation where if you keep doing this, you're going to be fired? Um, so 
Let me see if I can run through this. So earlier this year, McCarthy gave Carlson tapes January 6th, which uh, the show used to conclude the footage does not show insurrection or riot progress. He, his interpretation was denounced by many, including Mitch McConnell and Schumer. The 60 Minutes report Sunday about Raymond Epps, a former Marine and Trump supporter, was from Arizona who was also in Washington January 6th. He was later falsely accused of being a government agent, a false flag operation, da-da-da. Epps and his wife had to sell their business and their home because of the threats. Um, on CBS, Epps said Carlson was obsessed with him and going to any means to possibly destroy his life. Whatever, whatever, who cares? Uh, also, Carlson was very big on the on the Dominion situation. And then there's some people that say, okay, well, Dominion sued Fox, and Fox had to pay out what was seven hundred something million dollars to Dominion for defamation, defamation, defamation. And was it a situation where Tucker Carlson was just he was pissing off too many people? Now, in the meantime, BlackRock has acquired like forty some odd percent of Fox News. And it's weird because a couple a month or so ago, I would see commercial and watching Fox, and you still see him if you watch. Like I still watch Gutfeld because you know he's kind of funny. But um, so you have commercials for BlackRock. Oh, if you want to invest in you know save your investments, blah blah blah. BlackRock Securities, blah, 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 whatever it is. Um, the city of you know Topeka has its pensions in BlackRock securities, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, so here's a company, Fox News, who used to talk mad shit about BlackRock and Vanguard. Like, these people, blah, 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 whatever. Now, no one talks about these guys because they're a high-majority stakeholder in the company. So do you think that possibly they had something to do with him being fired? Probably, I would almost go down that road. I'm kind of leaning towards the whole ESG situation with all of this. And I think, because you've you seen memes after, this, after uh, the Dominion situation. It was like, BlackRock owns Dominion. BlackRock owns Fox. So they basically just sued themselves. Okay, well, technically, BlackRock doesn't own Fox. And they don't own Dominion. They hold sh high shareholder in those companies but yes nonetheless they're they they hold enough share percentage that their voice gets heard right it's not like you or me if you own some shares of stock in your company that you work for you technically have a voice but your voice is very teeny tiny compared to if someone has 40 something percent of the stock in that company their voice is going to be nice and loud so i think it's just my personal opinion that that all of this has to do with the BlackRock ESG situation. And it's very it's oddly similar to Budweiser and Bud Light. Like Budweiser, the whole Bud Light situation, Dill Mulvaney, whatever, you guys know the story. Well, Bud Light itself is tanking. Like the, the brand Bud Light isn't selling. Now the thing is, is but Bush Light, Natural Light, Michelob Light <laughs> is. 
So Anheuser-Busch itself is fine. Okay, we're not selling, you know, I'm just going to throw a number out there. Let's say they sell 100,000 cases of Bud Light a week. I'm sure it's more than that, but whatever. And they sold 50,000 cases of the other light beers that they sell. Well, now if the Bush Light dropped to 20,000 and the other ones rose to 130,000, they're breaking even. They're make they're still making their money. And the kicker here is even if there are losing sales, which there are reports out there saying they're losing sales, their stock has risen. So when Tucker was let go, when he was when he announced it, you know, when they announced that he was his show would no longer be that they parted ways or whatever. Fox's stock dropped like five percent, but then rose. So when it comes to the ESG situation of things, it's not about you or me, the consumer. They don't care about us. You're talking about a television network whose highest rated TV personality was let go. And we, we don't know why. I'm speculating on everything I'm saying. This is just my thought process. We, we don't know. Will we ever know? Who I don't know. I mean, I, I would hope sooner or later we'll find out the exact reasons. Um, I think there's probably a non-disclosure agreement, and Tucker can't say anything. Supposedly, he came out yesterday saying he was going to have a show starting on Twitter, whenever that is. But I think he's having a fight now with, with um, Fox over his contract, and he's accusing them of breach of contract. Um. So I think it's a situation where, um, so according to this article here, sources told, this is from Axios, that Carlson's lawyer sent a letter before he took to Twitter to announce his new show. Uh, Carlson's contract runs through January 25. Fox wants to keep paying him, which would prevent him from starting competing show. Carlson already has gotten eye-popping offers from several right-wing outlets and has talked to Elon Musk about working together. Uh, So the letter from Carlson's lawyer, Brian Friedman, to Fox officials um, said Fox employees, including Rupert Murdoch himself, broke promises to Carlson intentionally and with reckless regard for the truth. The lawyers for Fox executives, which two sources say are Din and Murdoch, are making material representations or promises to Carlson that were initially broken constituting fraud. Notably, the letter alleges Fox broke an agreement with uh, Carlson not to leak his private communication to the media and not to use Carlson's private messages to take any adverse employment action against him. Multiple outlets have reported that Carlson redacted communications from pretrial discovery documents have suggested they let, uh, they led to his outing. Um, letter also alleges Fox bro- uh, broke promises to, s- to not settle with Dominion Systems in a way which indicated wrongdoing on the part of Carlson and to not take any actions in the settlement that would harm Carlson's reputation. Carlson was told by a member of the Fox board that he was taken off the air as part of the Dominion settlement. Two sources briefed on the conversation told Axios, according to the s- source familiar with Carlson's position, his lawyers believed that the misrepresentations alleged by Carlson's 
amount to a breach of contract because they created additional terms to Carlson's employment that were broken by the company. These actions not only breached the covenant of good faith and fair dealing in the agreement, but give rise to claims for breach of contract. So (laughs) I think essentially what should happen is um, Fox should have to pay him out, my personal opinion, and just let him do his thing. They don't want to do that because they're hoping that if they keep him on the shelves for the next two years, year and a half, whatever, year, nine months, whatever it is, that he'll fade, right? But I think interesting point here is that um, that in the letter accused them of making material representations or promises to Carlson that were initially broken and constitute fraud. So I kind of flash back to. Now they're talking about the Dominion situation. I don't know how true that is for the fact that Tucker wasn't named in the case. Like, it wasn't Dominion versus Fox, Tucker, Hannity, so on and so forth. It was Fox. Um, if that was part of the deal, look, you're going to have to settle, but he's got to go. Once again, it was in a BlackRock situation. Um, now the... The breach of contract, the lies, the misrepresentations. I still think that goes back to the whole J6. I think I think Tucker was given a lot of leeway to run his show. Okay? But I think when BlackRock kind of became a presence in Fox News, they didn't like that. They don't like him saying the things he was saying about ESG and DEI and the WEF. And, you know, all these entities that BlackRock is involved in. You know, that'd be like working for Coke and singing the praises of Pepsi. Or working for Budweiser and singing the praises of Miller or whatever, you know. You <laughs> you can't... Uh, or working for Coke and saying Coke sucks. You know, whatever it is. You can't... <laughs> I just, what I want to happen is I just want Tucker to come out free and be like, this is what happened. This is how, because I have a feeling that even if he does a show on Twitter or podcast or whatever he does, he's not going to talk about it. And the thing that kills me is like we talk about ratings. So I know there's Newsmax and, and there's a couple of other small right wing news stations. Like I think Newsmax offered him partial ownership of the company for him to come work for them. And uh, which would obviously bolster their whole situation. But we talk about ratings. So I'm not even just talking about Tucker's ratings, but Fox in general usually dominates all the rating categories at different times of the day. Like I was talking to Chris and we had this conversation. I was like, here's the thing. If I'm just going to throw out stupid numbers. So if, if Fox gets a million viewers per hour, let's just say, um, each show, whatever show's on, they get a million viewers an hour. Just easy math. Okay. And in the meantime, MSNBC, whatever shows they have during the course of the day, they get 300,000 viewers. Okay. And then CNN gets 400,000 viewers an hour. And then MSNBC gets, or I already said them. Um, who else is out there? ABC, CBS, all the different news entities. If they equal... 1.5 million viewers an hour, right? You understand where I'm going with this? The the news on the left from those situations, CNN, 
MSNBC, Headline News, CBS, you know, whoever's out there. Their news is basically the same to the point where sometimes it even sounds the same. So if they collectively reach 1.5 million people an hour, just throwing a number, and Fox is throwing, hitting a million, then still more people are hearing that side of the news, right? But nonetheless, if you have someone that's so popular like Tucker Carlson, who some days put up numbers that rivaled broadcast television, not broadcast news, but he was on 8 o'clock, so that's prime time. He was putting out numbers that were beating TV shows. <laughs> Much like Gutfeld being on at 11, he was beating all your 11 o'clock, uh, you know, Jimmy Fallon and Kimmel and whoever else is on. He was beating their numbers. And this is a cable late night TV show, right? So you you obviously had to get rid of Carlson because he was getting too big. And I, in all honesty, I think you had a situation on Fox where you had other talent, so to speak, that were thinking, well, if Tucker can say it, I can say it. And I think that's why Dan Bongino got let go because he was very Tuckerist, even though he was only one, on one day a week. Um, he was easy to let go. But I, I've noticed since Tucker's been fired or whatever, the the other quote-unquote outlaws or rebels aren't so rebelish. Hannity, you know, Will Kane, Pete Hedseth, these guys aren't quite as bolsterous as they were. Okay? And this is how I, I know Fox is involved heavily in ESG. And it's nothing against uh, Lawrence Jones. He's uh, African American gentleman has a has a uh, Saturday show. I think it, I don't know what the, I think it comes on at eight or nine. And um, nice young. I, I'm gonna say kid because he's he's kid. He's twenty something years old. I don't think he's thirty. Um, he has a way about him. He. The stories he covers, I, you know, he's fine. I don't have a problem with him. But when he got that show on Saturday night, so I want to say he was on at 7, Kilmeade was at 8, and Bongino was at 9. I think that was the lineup. And when he got that show on Saturday, they made such a big hairy deal about being the first black host on Fox, blah, blah, blah. Cool. Um, Tucker's first week out or after the first week that he was out, that second week, Lawrence Jones filled in for that time slot. Now, the ratings stunk. Now, in my personal opinion, I think someone like Will Kane or a Pete's Headsec would be a better fit because they're more in that zone. But I think these guys are afraid anymore. If, if a company's willing to get rid of their highest rating rated cable guy, you know, rating draw or whatever you want to call it you're nothing and the ESG aspect of it is they're pushing Lawrence Jones who isn't horrible but he's not that good I'm sorry no offense but he's not <laughs> no one's Tucker Carlson but he's not even Joey Jones for that matter you know what I'm saying it has nothing to do with him being black I don't care about that he's just not he still has to figure things out, so to speak. 
But they're going to push him, and I would not be surprised if he gets the hour. Or they move Jesse Waters at 8 o'clock and give him the 7 o'clock slot where Jesse is. And and that's assuming Jesse doesn't get fired because, realistically, he's got a big mouth on him too, and I could see that riling up some feathers. But here's here's the the crux of the situation with all these companies, whether it's a news company, any kind of TV company, uh, your beer company, whatever the national or global company it is, it's this ESG is ruining, ESG and DEI is ruining this, this I don't even want to say this country, but this world. Because this isn't a, an American thing. This uh, economic social governance situation and diversity, equity, and inclusion is, is, is ruining American companies for sure. And because all they worry about is the stakeholders. They don't worry about the customers. And I'm not even, whatever it is, whatever, whatever they're selling, whether it's TV or products, whatever they're selling, they don't care about you. They want to make their investors happy. So I found this article. Now, this is from 2020. And this is how ESG's risk can affect your business. So a few years ago, ESG criteria, uh, criteria ranked well below financial performance in boardrooms, priorities. So years ago, ESG was known, but obviously co- companies were worried about finance, you know, sales, Right. Uh, keeping fund, uh, fund fund managers and shareholders on the side was key. And if that had to be done at the expense of sustainable business policies, a greener agenda, staff satisfaction, or co- consumer goodwill, so be it. All that has changed. Consumers are demanding social and... Inter- and, and inter- <laughs> God bless, Don, can you talk? Environmental commitments from business as well as quality value for the money and products and services. They are willing power of hyper-connected populace to push a vegan product lines, clear environmental credentials. And, and this is a situation. Essentially, this is how it boils down. ESG, I just bit my tongue. ESG is focused on the little voice versus the populist voice. Now, what does that mean? It's kind of like the LBG, whatever it's called, or the transgender thing or the drag show thing. It's a small percentage of your population but they have the biggest voice when it comes to D, um, DEI or ESG they're worried about offending the little person so when Bud Light did what they did they placated to the little to the minority of crossdressers, transvestite whatever you want to call them that small majority of, of people Right. In the meantime, they basically pissed on their main clientele. Okay, I'm not saying only, you know, Southern rednecks drink Bud Light, but if if that's the majority of your customers, and let's say those people <laughs> aren't very fond of transvestites, which is their right to not be because we don't have to be, but their social credit score went up even though their sales went down go figure their stock went up even though their sales went down and usually that's not how it works you know if a company comes out and says we're announcing 
another uh, you know quarter of negative growth, you know, usually it hits their stock. So if you have a company and you do something, you know, for the LBG two Q P T W whatever it is, and it pisses off fifty percent or more of your clientele, and the two percent of the of the people that probably don't even drink Bud Light say, "Oh, this is great! Look at that! We got a transvestite selling beer! Great!" But they don't buy your shit, so your sales went in the toilet. But your ESG score your DEI score and your stock prices went up. How the fuck does that work? <laughs> I know personally people that work for Budweiser and they're not happy about it because it hurt their pocket. Then Budweiser comes out and says, oh, we're going to give all the dis- uh, distri- distributors uh, you know, a case of beer for each of their people. Big fucking deal. Is that case of beer going to pay the rent? Put food on their table? I mean, hell, they might not even like Bud Light. You know, I'm just saying, just because you work for Budweiser, I don't mean you have to drink Bud Light. I'm <laughs> just saying. But the sooner that we, as a, as a, as a group, realize that, uh, that, uh, these things were being controlled by the small percentage of this country, and it's it's out of control. It's it's out of control. I'm not going to keep dwelling on it. You guys understand ESG is ruining this country. DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, is ruining this country. I think I was listening to Bongino today, which was his yesterday show on uh, Tuesday, and he was very fired up. Uh, that's a Bongino show I can get behind, but nonetheless. Uh, he called it D-I-E, die, because it's, it's true. It's, it's going to kill the company. It's going to kill this country. It's going to kill you. <laughs> what I mean by that is we're so worried about hiring the right color person versus the right qualified person, whether it's to fly an airplane, to be a doctor, whatever, that it's going to start killing people. Then what? All right, real quick. This just broke. George Santos, he's the... Uh, guy that ran for Congress, I think out of New York, if I'm not mistaken. There was a lot of stuff behind him uh, during the course of him running about him lying about this, that, and the other thing, whatever. Uh, He's in federal custody as Justice Department unseals 13-count indictment. Evidently, McCarthy said he's going to hold a seat. I guess we'll remain to be seen, but here's interesting. You got Trump being indicted for whatever. You got this guy being indicted for whatever. (laughs) <laughs> we need to do it. We need to go after Biden. We need to fucking indict his ass for fraud, for for collusion, for whatever it is. Whatever he did, what? And, and fuck his son, Biden. You need Biden. But no, we're gonna pussyfoot around. We're gonna go after his son. We're gonna go after his brother. Go after his sister-in-law. In the meantime, these people have no problem, you know indicting a former uh, president running for president, a current congressman. Now, I'm not saying that the Santos doesn't deserve. I don't know what it's we haven't seen the deal yet. Evidently, it's wire fraud, three counts of money laundering. So, I mean, that we'll have to see what all comes from this. 
And if he did it, he did it. I'm not saying he shouldn't be. But my point being is they have no problem going after this guy. This dude's only been in office for, what, four months? You know, I don't know when all these things took place. It doesn't say here. But uh, <laughs> in the meantime, the DOJ's had the Hunter laptop. The FBI's had the Hunter laptop. They've had all the information for two and a half years, two plus years. And we're finally getting around to it. And the only reason we're finally getting around to it is because the Republicans are in Congress. And they're the ones doing the investigation. Where is the DOJ? Where is the FBI? They're worried about George Santos? It's bullshit. I'm sorry, it's bullshit. It's what it is. I, I Like I said, I don't care about George Santos. If he did what he did, then fine. He needs to go to jail too. I don't care. I'm not sticking up for George Santos. I'm trying to make a point here that if this guy is Republican and he broke the law, he deserves to be in federal custody and that's fine. That's fine. I have no, I have no issues with that. But he's only been a congressman for four months. I don't know how long they've been investigating him. It doesn't say here that I can see real quick. Um, it says uh, fraud related to COVID-19, unemployment benefits, misusing campaign fi- funds. Okay, so this all stems around last year, <laughs> right? In the meantime, my point being is this. If he did these things, fine. He needs to go to jail. I have no problem with that. My point is this. The DOJ had no problem investigating this guy for the past year in order to bring charges on him and put him in in custody. In the meantime, the same DOJ and FBI has had the Hunter situation for damn near three years. And nothing. Nothing still. The only reason we're even talking about it is because the... The House Oversight Committee is, came out and said something. And that still doesn't mean shit <laughs> unless you're going to file charges. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's fucking get this done. They're, they have no problem coming after you. We need to go after them. All right, guys, that's all I got for you today. Um, I know it's kind of all over the road trying to fit multiple things in. I get it. But uh, today is May 10th, 2023. Make sure you tune in on Friday. I'm going to have a show for you. Probably won't be a current event show because I have a daughter's appointment. So I'm going to get something together. I have some ideas of something I want to talk about. But I'm not going to tell you. You just have to tune in. So what you need to do is whatever podcast I'd be listening to this on right now, follow the show. That way you get the download. You get the, get the update when it's popped up. It'll be there Friday. Um, so just check it out and uh, be surprised. <laughs> All right, guys, you have a great day. And I'll talk to you again on Friday.